Hey everybody, welcome to Take Heart Today. One of the questions uh, all of us, I think, ask every now and then is what happens when we die? What happens next? And uh, as Christians, what, one of the things that I love is that we don't have to guess at the answer to that, that we are, uh, we're given it. And um, Jesus says this is in John chapter 11, verse 25. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. What's next is eternal life. When Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life, that's obviously two different words and they mean different things. So resurrection is what is going to happen to us after we die. Um, in John chapter 5 verse 26, it says, The dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. And Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, which talks a lot about um, resurrection and life after death and what, what kind of like what's going to happen there. You know, he kind of paints this picture of the last trumpet sounding. And um, in that moment, like in the twinkling of an eye, those of the perishable will be clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with the immortal. And we it's almost like we'll wake up, as it were, from those of us who are dead uh, from our graves and we'll, we'll wake up into eternal life as if from a long sleep. And so this promise for us, which is concrete, is that death is not the end, it's just the end of the beginning. And that as Jesus' people, we can have this tremendous confidence in the face of death that we journey through life, not towards a sunset, but towards a sunrise. I love the way that John Newton put it. He's the guy that wrote the hymn Amazing Grace. Apparently his last words were this. Um, he said, I am still in the land of the dying. I shall be in the land of the living soon. So resurrection is what we can expect. And life, when Jesus says, I am the resurrection and, and the life, life is, is what we awake to. If resurrection is awaking, then life is what we awake to. And when Jesus uses that word life, it, it, it means fullness of life. It means wholeness of life. And um, in this world, we're told we're always going to have trouble. There's never going to be a point where we don't have issues and, and where the world isn't broken and we ourselves, although we're on a journey of healing um, and being sanctified, we're always going to be on a journey until we see him face to face. But we will see him face to face. And um, in that sense, that part of the journey will be over. I love um, seeing what some people write on their, on their gravestones to communicate this. Martin Luther King has written on his gravestone, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. Ruth Graham, the wife of the evangelist Billy Graham, once came home having been driving through some really bad roadworks and she was laughing to herself and she said to her husband Billy, I've just seen what I want to have written on my gravestone. And at the end of the roadworks that she'd been queuing through, there was this sign that said, construction at an end thank you for your patience. And she said, that's what I want to have written on my grave. So she does. Uh, you can visit her grave. It says, Ruth Graham, construction at an end. Thank you for your patience. And it's just communicating that truth that, you know what, we're a work in progress, but there'll come an end to that when we see him face to face. Um, and uh, I came across this story that kind of communicates a little bit of this, uh, this idea that there's life after death. And it's a story of two twins in the womb having an argument and it goes like this 
The little sister said to her little brother, I believe that there is life after birth. Her brother protested vehemently, no, no, this is all there is. This is a dark and cosy place and we have nothing else to do but cling on to the cord that feeds us. But the little girl insisted, there must be something more than this dark place. There must be something else where there is light and freedom to move. Still, she could not convince her twin brother. Then, after some silence, she said hesitantly, I have something else to say, and I'm afraid you won't believe that either. But I think that there is a mother. Her little brother now became furious. A mother? A mother, he shouted. What are you talking about? I've never seen a mother and neither of you. Who put that idea in your head? As I told you, this place is all we have. Why do you always want more? This is not such a bad place after all. We have all we need, so let's be content. The little sister was quite overwhelmed by her brother's response and for a while didn't dare to say anything more. But she couldn't let go of her thoughts and since there was nobody else to speak to but her twin brother, she finally said, don't you feel these squeezes uh, every once in a while? They really are quite unpleasant and sometimes painful. Yes, he answered. What's special about that? Well, the little sister said, I think that these squeezers are there to get us ready for another place, much more beautiful than this, where we will see our mother face to face. Don't you think that's exciting? Her little brother didn't answer. They were talking about life after birth. We, of course, are talking about life after death. And we have this concrete guarantee for us in the resurrection of Jesus himself. He is called the first fruits. It's this image of like, he is the first flower of spring. And even though winter is bleak and it's dark, when you see those first daffodils or crocuses, whatever it is, kind of spring up, you know, spring is on the way. We look at Jesus and we know what is on the way. And it says in 1 Corinthians chapter six, verse 14, by his power, God raised the Lord from the dead and by his power, he shall raise us also. Eternal life is what's next. What about now? Um, I think some people sometimes kind of can give the impression that we just are meant to sit around and wait for eternal life to come our way. And, you know, there is a saying that you can be too heavenly minded to be of any earthly use. And, um, and, so, and I think what that's getting at is that sometimes we can just look forward to this and, and not worry too much about doing very much of anything now. And that's absolutely a misunderstanding of what um, Christianity teaches. So uh, for Christians, we are actually knowing that eternal life is what's next. For now, we are called to embrace a certain kind of death. And Jesus puts it like this. He says, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. Matthew 16 verse 26. And what that communicates to us is this, that there is a kind of living that leads to dying. And there is a kind of dying that leads to living. So there's a kind of living that leads to dying. When we live for ourselves, what happens ultimately is we die inside. Now, however much you try and stuff that hole inside of you with whatever it is, like achievement, money, fame, success, sex, or you name it, um, ultimately, when you're living for yourself, you end up very unfulfilled. But there's a, there's a kind of dying 
that leads to living, that leads to fullness and wholeness and enrichment. And it's when you lay your life down for somebody else. And we've all experienced this in kind of a small, to a small extent. You know, if you see, for example, a mum with her, her newborn baby, she is knackered. I mean, you know, she's been up all night, she's exhausted. Um, if it's a really newborn baby, she's just had to go through labor and, you know, that's a tremendously painful, exhausting experience. And yet there's a fulfillment there. In laying down her life, there's a fulfillment that she finds. And um, the Christian life is this paradoxical one that we're called to. It's, it's his strength in our weakness. It's sharing in his sufferings and also sharing in his glory. And it's life that comes through death. And we can give ourselves away with confidence knowing that one day we will hear him call us from the grave. And for now, what we hear is we hear him calling us to the cross. Eternal life is what's next. What's now is laying down our life.